2: Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm
0: just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this <laughs> thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith.
1: Scott Weeby, Brian Sesko. Gentlemen. Yep. I think we sound a little different again.
0: We're going to lack a little quality, but it'll be fine.
1: That's all right. We're
0: living in a Zoom
1: world, and uh, the Zoom world has met our podcast once again. What are, are you sure it's going to be fine, Dave?
0: We'll find out after we get done recording and I try to produce it. Yeah. I will say I've made everything as normal
1: as possible, even though I'm by myself, apart sure. from the two of you. I still have my bourbon and I've got my notes. We are ready to go for as normal an FPL America podcast as we possibly can.
0: I welcome that, Scott. It brings a
1: tear to my eye. <laughs> Very good. Well, we are sitting here. Finally, having finished the marathon game week nineteen, uh, it just occurred to me that I forgot to watch any highlights or anything from the Villa Newcastle match on Saturday. I, I'm I'm sitting here having, I mean, I know what happened, but I didn't see any of it, so I forgot to do that before recording here. Sorry about that, guys. But anyway, we finally got to the end of game week nineteen, and it is the night before game week twenty. Officially, based on game weeks alone, this is the halfway point of the season, and uh, it is a very difficult time to be playing FPL. It's a difficult time to be playing Premier League football for real, it seems, uh, as there are injuries and there are slumps uh, that are affecting very real players uh, who are having very real impacts in our lineup. So we're going to talk about who you should be transferring out and who you should bring in for these superstar names. We're going to do that on this episode. uh, And we're going to tell you what we're doing for Game Week 20, and it's going to be it. We're going to do a short show because Game Week 20 is right around the corner. Bang, bang. I Here can't we believe go. we
2: didn't.
0: I can't believe we didn't lead with Frank Lampard.
1: I mean, we haven't led with anything yet. Brian, except, we haven't
0: said we're we're going to get on to what we're doing. That's oh, we should when, get on with whatever is it is when we're doing. This Scott goes to you and says, "Brian, let's get on with um, what we have to go on to."
1: Yeah. Perfect, smooth, smooth, very smooth. Almost as yep. good as my open last
0: week. Hey, hey, guys! Uh-huh. You do know
1: you do know that we're at a place where every episode we record, someone's
0: listening to us for the first time. That's fun. That's interesting. Uh, I hope this truly, I hope this pod truly isn't the first. But just just listen listen. L- listen to the couple couple hundred other ones we have. It, the,
1: the, That's right. Hey, we're nearing number 300, by the way. We've, I'm we've sorry. had worse. Brian. <laughs> Brian. Yes, definitely yes Scott. Worse. Say it again.
2: Yes. Uh, let's get on with the, what we're getting on
1: with. All right, let's talk about Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard has been sacked. Uh, he is no longer the uh, manager of Chelsea Football Club, and as we're sitting here, there is no official replacement for Frank Lampard as of yet.
0: Well, I I, I feel like, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we know where Roman Abramovich is going, right? It's, it's yeah. pretty obvious, even though it hasn't happened yet. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, but It's going to happen, right? Thomas, is it Thomas? Brian might have to correct me. Tuchel? Is it too, I mean, is he German? I mean, do I, can I, can I I help you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is not a day podcast.
1: Thomas Tuchel is about to be the new manager for Chelsea football club. It would appear and it makes, and it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Your two biggest signings allegedly uh, are from the German league. Uh, where you know, Tuchel, I mean, he was, you know, his first major appointment, I believe, was Borussia Dortmund. Um, in fact, he also probably was there at the same time as Christian Pulisic. I'm sure they overlapped a little bit, who's now at Chelsea. It only makes sense that, that Tuchel would be the new manager of Chelsea Football Club. And as I mentioned on our Slack workspace, which here's our weekly plug, patreon.com slash FBL America. You can join our Slack workspace by becoming a monthly supporter. We ask for very, very, very little. Just go to patreon.com slash FBL America you can join the Slack workspace. By the way, so- earlier today, I, re- I I posted on our Patreon page the newest edition of FPL America, the article written oh, by yeah, yeah. Uh, It is outstanding. It's so good. I posted several excerpts on our Slack workspace for our, our, uh, our honored guests there because it's so good. So anyway, you got to go check that out, especially if you're listening to this just before the uh, deadline for setting your game point lineup. It will help you immensely and you will LOL along the way. Anyway, with all that said, Polissyk, Havertz, Werner—all these these three guys alone are reason for them to bring in Thomas Tuchel at Chelsea. It only makes sense. As I said on our Slack workspace, there is a great a great starting eleven on that Chelsea roster right now. It's just a matter of finding the guy who's going to find that eleven.
0: Before we go to the eleven, and before we go to Tuchel, is it Tuchel, Tuchel, <laughs> Tickle? Is it Tickle, Thomas Tickle? It before- is definitely. It's definitely not Tuchel. And it's definitely not tickle. Okay. All right. Great. So before we go there, I want to discuss Frank leaving. Okay. Because, okay. All right. Uh, Scott, what, what was the length of time he's been there? Right over two years? Is that year right? A year and a half?
1: year and a half maybe? Is
0: it just a year and a half? Did he and Arteta start in the same s- – well, no, Arteta's been there for a year. So then I guess maybe Frank was there for a year and a half. 18 months. Man, it just seems like, wow, was that a quick, a quick blip. And I know that he was given a whole lot of money and they spent a whole lot of money and I get it. Roman wants to see some results on the pitch, but good grief, man. They made top four last year and then they go into this year and and it's not over yet. Uh, There's nothing saying that Frank can't break their slump like Arsenal did, like Liverpool will, and come out of the the little bit of the slump they're in. I, I just, I tell you what, I, I understand owning a team is tough. It just didn't seem like Frank's getting a fair shake. And, and, but here's the other thing too. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So things could be going on that we don't know about. And, uh, and those things could have weighed into the decision as well.
1: I mean, you know how I love to read into, uh, you know, the personalities of managers and their ability to use that personality to lead way too much, but you know, you look back at last season, it took Christian Pulisic a long time to start to show flashes of greatness. Werner and Havertz now, we're halfway through the season, and they look like shells of themselves. Uh, Frank Lampard, is, by all accounts, is not a warm and cuddly uh, man. It seems like he's a very hard type of manager, very old school in that way, emotionally distant, if you will. And some of these kids, they especially if you're coming from a, a completely different culture, you need something more than that. If you're not going to get it from the manager, you at least got to get it from somewhere, and and I just wonder like Pulisic is show, he shows it when he's healthy for long enough, which you know that's that's Pulisic's problem right now. Uh, Werner and Havertz, who knows at this point? I, I don't know. I, I think um, I think it, you know, it's interesting. I'm the guy that usually says give more time, uh, but when the when the problems are obvious, then you need to act fast. Sheffield should have done it already with Chris Wilder, and Chelsea nope. is doing it with with Frank Lampard.
2: Babe, you still are Chris Wilder apologist. I, I just, I can't believe of all the things that after all the discussion of who was going to be the first manager sack this season, that it ended up being Klaus Village. But then Frank, <laughs> Lampard, that Frank, that Frank Lampard was second. Like yeah. I, I just don't think that was, that, that just seemed unthinkable I think not too long ago. I, that just the, that it came, I mean, that just the ruthlessness of it. I mean, it, it's it's yeah, I think you're right. I mean, but at, at the same time, I mean, the, the video that was floating around out there was the one in, uh, in July when they played Liverpool. And Frank Lampard got into a, a shouting match with the Liverpool, well, with Klopp and then yeah. kind of with the, the Liverpool bench. And so I think that was kind of, uh, I don't know. Is that, that's, that's abnormal. Uh, that's not a normal thing for managers to do. Uh, it just seemed a little bit hot-headed.
1: Yeah, I will say, I do believe that we need to look out for Chelsea assets in February and March. I think there'll be a quick turnaround here. A new manager bump will be on the way. If Dukal finds anything close to that right eleven, the right recipe, as I mentioned in last week's episode, quite a bit. I think you're going to have two Chelsea players in your fantasy squad within a month.
2: Are you nervous about Mason Mount, since he was Frank's guy,
1: and I mean, it just kind of? Yeah, he's that's a great question. He's the one. He's the one Chelsea player I've had in my lineup now for several game weeks. He's done very well for me. I I mean,
2: yeah. He was one of the best. I mean, he was a top scorer for the for midfielders for the double game week.
1: He was. He was up there. Yeah, I played my bench boost as we talked about last week, and he was double digits for me on my bench. Yeah. uh, As my fifth midfielder, no, I I have no, I have no idea. You always have to wait and see. You learn a lot from a new manager by who his first starting eleven is, and then a little bit more with his second starting eleven. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, if it's not Mount, then who, right? I, but, but at the same time, it's all wrong right now for Chelsea. And yeah. so, yeah, the guy who's got it right, you know, Mason Mount, is is not guaranteed to keep his spot when everything around him changes. So, yeah, there's, um, there's no doubt I'm nervous. But at the same time, I'm not – you say nervous, I guess. Right. Mason, Mount, Mason Mount is my fourth-slash-fifth midfielder. He's been flipping in and out of my lineup with Sochek. So one of those two has been on my bench. And one of them comes in, to, usually depending on matchup. And so, am I nervous? No, but I I do want to get that right because that first spot in my bench is very important for
2: me. I was gonna say that I I wonder if Chelsea fans have kind of gotten their way when it came to clamoring for certain people in the last you know the last two seasons for sure. I'm sure it goes far beyond that, but I'm just thinking specifically of when uh, when Emerson first got there that that was someone that the fans recognized was better than what they had at the position or so they thought. And soon after that, Emerson had a run in the first team. Uh, Reese James last year was kind of that guy. And, you know, by the start of this season, he I mean, so far other, you know, barring injury has kind of done the same thing. The guy right now is Callum Hudson O'Doy. That is one of the guys that Chelsea fans seem to have been just saying, what are we doing here? Get, you know, get CHO out there. And and it just hasn't happened. I just wonder if that's one of those guys that everyone recognizes the talent. New manager comes in and says, hey, this is, here's your chance. I, I don't think he's good enough.
1: Excellent. Oh, no, that's excellent point. I I, I don't know. I, I agree with Brian, though. I think based on the case that he just made, I think he gets his chance at least, And that means someone loses their starting spot who's so, been getting one.
0: He plays winger, right? Is that his position? Yeah, he plays. Yes, he's been playing up in the... So so he's competing with... Uh, a lot of guys. A lot of with, guys. With with Ziyech, with Havertz, with Pulisic, with well, Mount. So with, I don't think he's going to... So he's not going to compete with
2: Pulisic... Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't think he's going to, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a duel necessarily.
0: No, I guess my point was when you list their, their top six wingers, he's last like, in in other words, like I'm not saying he's a bad player. My, my thing is on nest on this Chelsea team. If Hudson, the at crystal palace, he starts. If he's at West Ham, he starts. If he's at Liverpool, he doesn't start. If he's at city, doesn't start well some of the complaining though too has been playing players
2: not not in their best positions and Havertz is the example of that that's right what Havertz is not they he they they like Havertz wants to play centrally and he wants to get in the box he just hasn't been able to do that he has and so I just wonder if that's like kind of maximizing where players are best if it for whatever reason Frank didn't get the most out of those guys and maybe especially if it's someone who knows them knows the players that are there
1: is gonna is gonna better be able to do that there are times when quantity is not better than quality when a manager cannot find the right 11 to play and get it right uh, it it results in the club struggling I mean we've been saying it with Werner Havertz and uh, not Havertz Werner Abraham and Giroux up front like yeah But, you know, Frank's been experimenting with with different guys up front the entire season. It's not a good thing when all three of those guys have almost the same amount of fantasy points. And, and, And that that just speaks to the problem there. I dare say if you did a classic depth chart at the 11 different positions on the pitch, however you wanted to put those 11 positions on there, you would have some stacked positions and you would have some empty positions because that's, Unfortunately, that's just the way the the makeup of the club is right now. And that's why I said the difficulty is going to be to find the right 11. But once it's found, look out. Look out, Chelsea, because there's quality throughout this entire roster. Let's look at some other players who are also quality. And, uh, in fact, I want to do this. So we've not done this maybe ever, certainly not for a long time. But there is very interesting. You can very clearly see what FPL owners are doing by looking at the top five transfers in right now and the top five transfers out. So I want to examine those moves and decide if those are good moves that we should be endorsing as a podcast or if we would call those dumb mass moves of the week. Ah, I see what you did there. Thank you very much. Let's start up front because there are two forwards who are in the top five of transfers in and two that are in the top five transfers out. I can only assume that that these are moves that, that owners primarily are making. The first one's up front with Harry Kane coming in, Jamie Vardy going out. Smart injury, right? I mean, because of injury. Yeah, Jamie and, Vardy,
2: groin's hernia surgery. So the it's the way Brendan Rodgers keeps saying it is that he expects him as a quick healer, quick healer, healer. to bounce back and be out on the on the pitch and, and on grass as fast as possible. And, and it should only be in a few weeks. Did you say on
1: grass? I mean, that yes. probably, will oh, yeah, on grass. probably will help as, a little bit. As fast as possible. Uh, no, absolutely. And, and there are very few premium forward options. So if you're looking to spend some money, if you don't have Harry Kane already and you had Jamie Vardy and you have a little bit of money to go up, that, that is the obvious move to make. As a guy who already has Harry Kane and has seen Jamie Vardy score some fantasy points in the last month, it actually makes me feel a little bit better if it makes sense that he's hurt for a little while, so then I don't have to stress out about not having Jamie Vardy. for the
0: next Agree year. completely. All right. A
1: little bit more of a discount forward position, but this is one that's happening in droves. Dave, I know that we would endorse this one. McHale Antonio, fourth most transferred in. DCL,
0: third most transferred out. I, I did it last week. I did it before the double match week. So yep, I'm, I'm on board with, with all of that.
1: Yep, absolutely. I did the same thing. And Antonio was one of the few who actually gave you returns in both matches that he played in game week 19. I know that there's a guy coming up who plays defense for Manchester city. He's going to be in this game that we're about to play. I'm deliberately holding him to the end. His last name rhymes with bones, but, uh, I know that he gave you a ton <laughs> of points in one of his two matches. Um, he did give that you a clean sheet in both. He gave you a clean sheet in the second one. But I'm just looking at who gave you returns in two matches. McHale, yeah. Antonio, McHale Antonio was one of the few.
2: And not uh, just so. that, not just that he gave you returns in both. As forwards go, I mean, forwards this week were not great uh, overall. I don't feel like they've been great a, for
0: for, like, they haven't been dependable. It feels like for a while.
2: Yeah, so to get to get the an eighteen to get that kind of score from Mikhail Antonio for the double week was gigantic, comparatively. Yeah. comparatively. Considering, I mean, that you know your next highest scorers were, uh, it was Callum Robinson was next. Actual oh. Callum Robinson. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying it wrong. I'm not. I don't mean Anthony Robinson. It is actual actual Callum
1: Robinson. Robinson. That's was amazing. Way up there this week. That is interesting. Well, there are two midfielders who are in the top five of transfers in and transfers out. And it's interesting because we're looking at a lot of money going out, not a lot of money coming in. So I'm going to lump these together. James Madison of Leicester and Ilkay Gundogan of City are coming in. KDB and Salah are going out.
2: Guy, you have to, you have to answer the Salah question because I think it's, it's understandable.
0: Only you, Scott, can answer this.
2: Yeah, only Scott can answer this question in any helpful way. Pressure.
1: Uh, So I'll be honest with you. I was ready to go solid to KDB for game week 20 with my free transfer. And then two things happened. Number one, KDB got a red triangle next to his name. So that's why he's on this list, of course. And according to Pep, and again, this is another wonderful line from Brian's article on our Patreon site. Uh, But if, you know, Pep is, you know, Pep's lying. I don't remember how exactly you said it, but essentially you were like, Pep's lying about the fact that is going to be out four to six weeks. He always uh, it's,
2: it, it's, it's hilarious, no matter how I said it, but yeah. <laughs>
1: um. So I can't do that move anymore. Plus, Salah scored a brace in the FA Cup on the weekend. And so I'm hoping that that means his shooting boots are back on his feet and that maybe that will mean something for Game Week 20 and beyond in the Premier League. So I am keeping as I sit here, I'm keeping Mo Salah. But anyone who has KDB probably should move on him since allegedly he's going to be out for a month or so. But yeah. if, you're sending, if you're sending those two guys out, I mean, that's what, 23 pounds between the two of them? And you're bringing, if you're bringing in Madison and to Good to one, what is that, 13 pounds yes, between the two ton, of
0: them? That's a ton of money.
1: The question is, are, how many negative points are you taking to make those moves to spend all that money that's in your bank?
0: That's exactly what I'm looking at right now. Right. So if you're going to wild card, if you want a wild card now might be a good time, Great It point. could open up a whole lot of things, but here's the deal. I am not coming off Muhammad Salah. I've seen this book. I've seen this book. Okay. You don't see books, Scott. You read, have you, books. Read, have, you have you read? The I've books, seen this movie. I've I, seen I, I, this movie before. Have you read the movie? I have not read the movie, but I've seen this movie. Okay. And the second I sell Muhammad Salah, he comes back with a brace. I look. My brother has lit. He he has pushed the the flaming heap into the the lake as it's as the the pyre is burning. He he swears that Liverpool is done. I think they're just in a slump. (laughs) Look, they got to work some stuff out, but I think they're going to be fine in the long run. I I have a sick feeling. I don't think I'm going to be able to bring myself to sell Muhammad Salah. I, I just don't know if I can do that. And, and you know what? I might just crash and burn. A lot of people are probably saying that's pretty stupid. Uh, no. And, and, and I get that. I, I just, he's a guy that any moment can turn in goals. And I, what are the other dependable goals underneath him? Who at all right now? You could look at and go, oh, uh, other than the the Bruno son, and and maybe a De Bruyne, like Rashford's got a yellow triangle by his name. You're not going to Mane. Yes, I love Sterling. Sterling's probably the next, you know, next thing down the list where I well, would go. But
2: sure. that's a but that's why Sterling's price has gone up in the last few days because I, I think because so people many are, people. I mean, everyone already had most. I think most everyone that's. Actively managing has Bruno. So uh, that kind of crosses him off the list. And then after that, the next, I think the next obvious player is KDB, and he's not an option now. So, so
0: this is my dilemma this week. If I were to take a minus four, because I, I had already brought in Aaron Questwell while the game week 19 was still going, right? So how many, I, how many, Wait, 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 Dave. How many W's does he have in his name? Did you just say Questwell? Questwell. <laughs> I maybe a, I might was little, have. Was there a little Elmer Fudd in that? <laughs> I look like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> that should be my screen name, Elmer Fudd's team. Um, the Waskily Wabbit. There you uh, go. Questwell. The Waskily Questwell. I, I bought in. I bought in Questwell a couple weeks ago, and uh-huh. no, my issue is this. I don't know why. I, oh, because I'm sitting. If I bring anyone in, I'm sitting on negative four. I want to get rid of Neto and bring in Gundwan. Indoor, I want to get, get rid of Salah and bring in Sterling. Both of those moves seem really great. But and and I know I know what this sounds like looking at this. You're like, Dave, City is going to be playing West Brom. And then they're playing Sheffield, and then they're playing Burnley. And it's like, it does seem to be complete no-brainers. I have Scott, you should be proud of me. There's years past, I just would have dumped a negative four or negative eight on this B and just rolled with it, but I am trying to be responsible as I'm slowly trying to climb up our FPL table, and I'm trying to to not do much with those, and I just feel like, look, Neto, and I'm probably going to bench him this week anyways, but I know that he'll score something. He will score. He's going to play. They're playing. Who knows? They're playing at Chelsea. Who knows what what Chelsea you're going to get this week. Right now, they don't even have a manager. They'll have some interim manager. Scott, are they going to get an interim manager bump? I mean, it probably doesn't matter, (laughs) honestly, because I'm not going to play Neto. The other matchups that I have are too juicy. I'll say all that to say this. I don't know. For me, I already have Jones and uh, Jones. There we go. Jones and Stones and Bones. I got John Stones and Cancelo on my team. I can only bring in one more City player. You're doing a great job with that diversification project. Yeah, look, come on, City, I just named their next three teams. It's almost like if you don't have three City players, and I respect your diversification, I cannot argue against that. I'm just looking at it and go, West Brom, Sheffield, Burnley, three City players, it just makes sense. For those
1: who are listening to us for the first time, the diversification project is referenced the fact that COVID could cancel a fixture at any time. So this is not just a principle in general. This is COVID specific it is. because if you have three citizens and city gets another outbreak, or even one of their opponents has an outbreak within the club, that fixture is postponed, and you are out for that game week. Probably uh, of all three of your citizens. Good luck fielding a full squad. At and that,
2: that and that already happened. And Dave, that happened to both of us. Well, yeah, it happened to it happened to Spurs players. It happened. I mean, Aston Villa was fortunate to be able to play any games in there. That that I understand what you're saying, but but yeah, that's that's a risk. I think, Dave, you're rolling those dice.
1: But that said, though, this is the week where Pep Roulette is going to be as least uh, roulette-ish as possible, right? I mean, he seems to have found his back four with KDB out. You know, you know that. Sterling is probably going to play. Aguero is nowhere near playing 90 minutes yet. Jesus doesn't seem to be capable of playing 90 minutes very often. Raheem Sterling is going to be the guy up front for City alongside. Let me bring it back now. Gundogan and Madison are being transferred in at, at you know top five rates. Yeah. like are, like You're talking about Sterling. You're talking about Kinsella. You're talking about Stones. There's no room there for Gundogan. Should you be making room for Ilkay Gundogan?
0: Well, but, I mean, so then you ask yourself, well, Dave, would you rather ha- – like if I'm going to make a move, well, would I rather have Sterling and Neto or Salah and Gundogan? And it's Sterling – and it's, you know, it's Salah and Gundogan. I mean, it's, it's That's a, right. no, it's That's a right. no-brainer. Fully agree. Now – Fully agree. If it's – you know, so I don't know. I, I, I do got to figure out. I, I just – it's hard for me to send Salah up the road. Well, I just you
1: think – th- You got to think that if Liverpool turn it around, they're probably going to do it in 4-0, form, in 4-0 fashion. Probably. And he And he's going to be involved. Right. Exactly
0: my point. So, you know, I, I just, it's tough to, it's tough for me to get away from that. Brian, you were gonna make a point?
2: Yeah, just that I, I I'm, I, I think it's surprising to see, you know, it's in, in the article and yeah, it's, it's, you know, you can see it there, but I, just since game week 13, I, I, I think it's shocking to see how high up Gundogan has been. And that's why this week was so like this double week was so weird. I I just said of all the statistics that I would have thought that Gundogan would lead as far as a a statistical category. I think the last one I would have picked is shots. The fact that he's shoot like the fact that he was shooting the most of anyone for Manchester City is it's weird. And then, but we're now on six straight weeks of like this guy has been. What? Of Gunduan starts, right? Not just Gunduan starts. Only Bruno Fernandez has more points than him since game week thirteen. Like
0: there, there isn't another midfielder scoring more than him but one. Hey, I'm gonna so, read his I'm gonna read his scores real quick because when you hear them, it's more shocking. Starting in game week thirteen, ten, three, eleven, nine, three, eight, ten. Yeah, he's just been he's just been playing great. Brian, at this point, is it even rolling the dice if I if I take a negative four to bring him in?
1: No, because no, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. If you think it's going to continue, I mean, not when it, you read those scores. Yeah, but is it going to continue? I mean, this is not Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling has proven that he can do this as a top-class midfielder. Gundogan is in the form of his life for Manchester City right now, and so why I want to that, so I hate to that guy it? again because the moment you transfer him in, Dave. It ends, maybe, and not just you, but me too. It's, it, I mean, <laughs> this is one of those where we both get this wrong. He's the new El Ghazi. I'm not saying he hasn't done great to this point. Of course, he's been great up until now. I'm just saying that I haven't been tempted to go to him. Most people haven't. That's why he's been transferred in four hundred thousand times this game week. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to be over soon. But it also, might,
0: it it might be, but at five, six. What am I risking? Nothing. And I guess
1: add him to the fact. I mean, he's going to start, right? KDB out.
0: Going he has to, and. Guess who's on penalties? That guy. TV. No, not Sterling. Mister Gundogan. It, Mister Gundogan. Yeah, I am curious to see if he takes the next
1: one. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. To well,
0: see Brian, why? Why real quick, and then let's be, let's move on. Why are you skeptical of that? Well, just just that the the fact that Sterling
2: took one at all, I, I just think, of course, he missed it. So that was sad. It was sad, specifically for me. Um, sure, understood. Because he was captain, he was my captain that week. So
0: but it was fun. nice
2: to have a mi- It was nice to have a minus two instead of a minus one. Oh um, yeah, that was
1: painful to see. Um,
2: <laughs> specifically for me, but I But even Pep, uh Pep's comments afterwards su- suggested that KDB would go back to it, but he didn't. It's not like he's. It's not like he ruled out Sterling forever. The way he said it was, he's not going to miss the next one is the way he put it. So I am curious to see maybe Sterling wins it or whatever, and he gives it up or they have a debate or whatever. I just don't think it's necessarily like Gundogan is the official penalty taker for Manchester City. right Okay.
0: Oh, sure I mean. enough.
2: But I, don't, but I don't think it – Dave, I think that's to, to your point. I think the price for him, I, like I just – I don't know what you're it's, – it's so low. It's such a low price. This was, like I said, it was supposed to be Phil Foden that was that role, not Gunduan. And here we are now making Gunduan like the third most transferred in player this week.
1: If Foden plays up front any more, then FPL is going to make him a forward next year, and that's going to make me very frustrated. One more. Uh, we talked at length last week about James Madison, so we're not surprised that he's being transferred, in. we don't need to go there again. Let's move on to the defender that rounds out the top five and transfers in and the defender that runs out the top five of transfers out. Kurt Zuma is being sent out for reasons that should be obvious, given where Chelsea's at right now. And John Stones is the number one transfer in. His price is now back up to where it started the season at 5.0. Gentlemen, new listeners to our podcast might not remember that uh, in seasons past, we've had an ongoing segment called the John Stones, ownership update and i'd like to bring that back right now
2: john stones ownership update
1: yeah we made fun of john stones ownership with a weekly ownership update (laughs) because he was getting the britain bump a couple of years ago being an english player and then i mean he was not good enough to be in anyone's fpl lineup but he was one of those guys that people just wanted I think in their heart of hearts to believe was going to be good. And therefore they kept him in double digit ownership way past the point where they should have. So in the history of our podcast, in both of its <laughs> formats, he is the best that he has been during that time. And so I Fact. thought I will, I will be kind to Johnstone because Johnstone is being kind to us by being good. And I will, Mention his ownership. Do either of you have any idea what his ownership is currently? I just looked, uh,
0: I, I just looked so bad on me. It it has to be uh,
1: approaching 15%. It has exceeded that, Brian. It is at 16.8.
2: Oh my goodness. Well, a, a, 20, a 29,000 will do that to you for a double week.
0: Scott, can I also toot uh, John Stone's horn here? That's a weird Shh. thing to say about another man. He has played in nine games for City since he has been healthy. Okay. He started the first week, or he played the first week, and then he didn't play much. Nine games, uh, going back to game match week 10 all the way through 19. Yeah. Uh, actually, there was one against West Brom. He did not play. Eight of those games are clean sheets. The the only team to score on him when he was playing was Chelsea in match week 17, and that was one goal. In nine games that he's played, there's been one goal that has been scored. That is ridiculous for whatever reason. Maybe it was the the, the competition. I don't know, but it is what it is. Yeah, that is interesting. I'm tempted to believe that
1: Ruben Diaz has played a part in that. And he has, I mean, he's been playing 90 minutes since he came into the squad game week four. Uh, but I mean, no, there's, there's no correlate. I mean, John stones, those numbers look amazing and it seems to be a direct correlation to City's success. Uh, so I, I, you know, I don't currently have John stones. Uh, maybe I should, uh, I don't have the ability.
0: No, I, have- I listen. I think it's a great idea for you to not own him.
1: <laughs> I think you should
0: continue to not own him because at a, what, he's up to five, one now. For me, he's worth a 4.9. I had him at a 4.8. And you even said yourself, man, John four 4.8. Wow, that that is appealing. You said that like eight weeks ago. All he's done is get clean sheets every week. What are you doing? And then again, on the other hand, just continue to not own him, Scott. The last thing we need is you getting more fantasy points. Ah, thank you for pointing that out.
2: That's
1: actually a great segue into what we plan to do for game week 20. I think we've touched on this a little bit in our in our conversation on what the masses have done to this point, and it sounds like we are not disagreeing with too much, except maybe sending sala out. Uh, it makes sense I don't know if I enough, well
0: but... I don't feel great about that, but yes yeah, aside from that,
1: it seems like the masses are are acting in a in a smart way. Uh, but let's go to what we're doing. Do you guys know what you're planning to do with your transfer, at least your one free
0: transfer and your uh, captaincy for game week 20 yet? I, I've discussed mine. I've already made a move, but I I tell you what, as we're sitting here talking about it, and I already missed the price bump, of course, uh, that always happens when we're recording. Uh, Gunduan has already gone up to a 5.6. Earlier today, he was at a 5.5, so that is done and dusted, but I mean, that 10th is whatever. That's not going to matter much to me because I'm so loaded in my bank, but (laughs) uh, my bank is loaded. Uh, that's not true. I have all my money is on the pitch as they say, but no, this week I'm captaining for, for me, it's, it's no brainer. It's, it's uh, Bruno Fernandez home, the Sheffield, the vice captaincy will be on Antonio at crystal palace. And I think I'm going to take a minus four and bring Gundogan in for Neto. It, it just, I, I feel like he could get another brace. I, I mean, his, his point totals have been ridiculous. In fact, if you look at his point totals the last six weeks, he has a better chance of scoring double digits than he does single digits. Actually, that might not be completely true, but it's close. So, uh, anyways, at least to get some form of scoring return. So, I don't know. I think that's what I'm gonna do. Brian,
2: my moves, uh, my moves were already uh, were already made. I took a minus eight because I'm uh, I'm in the habit now, and there's no <laughs> going back. Um, <laughs> I had uh, Hugo Lloris, which was uh, that was just a that was a punt um, a few weeks ago. And then, uh, like you said, Dave, in in the spirit of being responsible, I held on to him, uh, hoping that they would not concede against Sheffield. And they did. So I uh, transferred him out for uh, I always want to say Roberto. And I don't think that's right. Robert Sanchez. It's definitely definitely Roberto. Well. He's, no, I'm, Roberto I'm, now. He's going to be Roberto on this podcast.
0: I know it's Roberto Snodgrass. <laughs> I know yeah, that.
2: Definitely Roberto Snodgrass. No, it's Robert Sanchez from Brighton. I'm, of all the players, there's a lot of players whose ownership I'm surprised at. Uh, Robert Sanchez at 4.4 uh, and 1.1% ownership is, is really surprising to me.
1: Not when you look the at the one,
2: schedule. The, the one thing that Brighton has, has been good uh has been good for this season is not conceding a lot like they've been leaky on a goal here and there uh and they've done that a lot this season but he's still the starter for Brighton at 4.4 so I'm just surprised just on on ownership that it's just 1.1% so uh Larice out for Sanchez uh just for this week I'm hoping that, that home to Fulham that they can um, that they can hold it down for for one one week until I can get somebody more um substantial in there. I took Aaron uh I took um Ben Chilwell out for Soufal from West Ham. Yeah. Uh which let me go from uh Sochek in midfield to James Madison. With wow, uh with
0: you love that. You finally with, got your boy. With a dollar with a dollar
2: left to spare. So uh yeah I do love that. I I my midfield is where all my money is. Um I just I really like stacking the midfield, and it still leaves a pretty good uh, defense. So let's see. I mean, we'll let's hope it. Hopefully, it pays off. But those were those were my moves this week. Was Sanchez, Sufal, and Madison in? Larice, Chilwell, and Sochek out. Very good.
1: I mean, right now I haven't looked at this too much. I've deliberately waited. I I wanted to hear what advice you guys were going to bring. To be honest with you. Um, you know, if I was going to go with a citizen, I have one free transfer and I have a 10th in the bank. So I could go from Avana to Stones, or I could go from Mount down to Gundam, or I could go from Sala to Sterling. Um, I don't know that any of those moves are jumping out at me. And so when that's been the case this season, I've usually banked the free transfer. So we'll see what happens. Um, but it is a tasty matchup to see Man City playing West Brom i do feel like i want at least one player from that squad no you're
0: fine you're fine scott don't don't
1: worry about a thing you're doing just fine (laughs) well one guy who's doing just fine is ben team name is royal rain Ben? ben ben moved up to 23rd after putting up a 162 in game week 19 holy crap are you serious top score in the FPL America podcast for the game week. Great job, Ben. Uh, If you are listening to our podcast, we'd love to have you reach out to us on our social media channels. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram uh, or uh, Facebook or uh, through our Patreon page. That's perfectly fine too. Uh, But we'd love to to hear from you and know if you're listening, Uh, that is an
0: amazing, amazing score. Do you know what the highest score overall for match week night 19 was? It's like one ninety eight. One ninety five, and I'm just, I'm looking at their team, and I'm just floored. It's that's absolutely ridiculous. Well, you, you think you think it's a terrible team or a really good team? No, it's a good, it's a it's a decent team. I mean, I I wouldn't have Harry Maguire in my backfield, but okay. you know, it's got look. It, I'll quickly run through it: Schmeichel, Cresswell, Maguire, Stones, Diaz, Gunduan, Grealish, Fernandez, Antonio. Watkins, Kane. Then he bench boosted with Pope and Matt Target uh, on the bench. Is it like it's a, it was it's insane. It is. Got yeah, them all right. Got them all yep. right.
1: Well, uh, someone else who got uh, them all right was me. Cooks Ailing. Three player names put into one team name. You can uh, put that together quickly and figure out what that's supposed to mean. But Dan with a one fifty two used that score to move up into first place. Wow. He's got. He's got Daniel beat by one point. Darmok at the is in second. Bo has dropped down to third, but he's only four points behind. That top three is separated by just four points overall. It's a great race at the top of the podcast league. Wow. Gentlemen, uh, we are now embarking on the second half, again, according to the game weeks, second half of the season. And um, there's lots of fun and lots of unpredictable results yet to come in our future.
0: Yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited. I Scott, I um, I feel like I'm in a better position ever before uh, going into the second half of the season. And I know, I, I, look, my overall where I am, it's fine. I know for a fact I've taken less minus fours. Still had increasing, increasing team value as we go. As I'm I'm ready to wild card, but um, in the next kind of upcoming weeks to spend all that money I've made, but. I still have all my chips and I feel like I got a chance to make a little bit of a run here. And I'm in a position where every person on my team plays. Um, So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for the second half. I know Brian's really pumped. There's nothing I look forward to more than this. Brian, if anyone has a, you, you should name your team name second half surge. Uh, No one surges like you in the second half.
2: So far, this season has followed the exact pattern of every season in, my, in the last five years for me.
0: Listen,
1: uh, I, can, it, it, I can relate, though. I mean, your, your start was my start last year. I mean, I totally get it. it. It got to where I didn't want to do this podcast because it just would remind me of how terrible my fantasy team was.
2: Now, my start this season was really good, and it just has gone – it just slowly trickled down and down uh, to get to the lowest possible point two weeks ago.
1: So, well, here's to a better second half. Yeah, I and, guess so. And and Dave, and I'll throw myself in too because I want. To do that.
0: I'm sure you do. Look for to to carry the podcast torch. I'm I'm rooting for you, but then again, I I need you to slow down a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, listen, uh, we did it. Catch us on the socials. Scott's been really, really active in in keeping that alive. Please check out FPL, the article on the Patreon site. Brian crushes that every week. Hey, this is uh, David Smith for the FPL America podcast. Until next time.